Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Spiral Out Podcast. I'm your host, Chris West. It is 2023. I know I haven't put out an episode in a long time, but we are going to hit the ground running this year. I personally have been working on some other big projects, uh, short film, uh, as a thank you to podcast listeners. Uh, if you would like to be one of the first to preview this even before it's released in the festival circuit, uh, let me know. Podcast listeners get first access to the short film that's coming out, produced by Spiral Out Pod. There's a lot of cool, fun, interesting, controversial things that are going on right now. AI art, AI tech, corruption, scandal in the communities. There's a fetus inside of a crystal skull. So much going on. And we're going to talk about it all this year. But first, for our top 2022 listeners, there is a gift in the mail. It's coming for you. Keep an eye out. On this episode, we have a very special guest, Monk One. He did the uh, Denver Pucifer print from 2022 and the Tulsa Pucifer print from 2022, both which are quite amazing. Uh, And Monk One, Mr. Monk, Mr. One, is kind of an inspirational figure in the community. He has such a positive attitude, and it really comes across in this episode. It was a pleasure to have on, so stay tuned, listen, thank you, Spiral Out. Hello everyone and welcome to Spiral Out Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Chris West, and on today's show we have the legendary Monk One. Hi, Mr. Monk. Hey, nice to meet you. (laughs) Or is it Mr. One? Uh. Monk one's fine. Yeah. Uh, nobody ever really calls me, uh, one, <laughs> Mr. One, <laughs> Mr. One, you have done a gazillion gig posters and lots and lots of other art, you know, commercial art, fine art. Let's, let's get into it. If you don't mind. Great. Th- and thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Christopher. I did, appreciate it. Did you, did you get a chance to look at any other episodes or anything? Um, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, kind of flipped through whatever was up there. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah they're interesting. I, I like, uh, I'm excited to do this because it seems like you have some interesting people on there and I just wanted to be a uh, part of it. So, yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm grateful you want to be a part of it. Uh, so the first time I saw anything from you was Pucifer poster. Uh, so I always kind of start there cause this po- podcast is kind of geared towards tool Pucifer broke circle stuff. Right. We're starting to branch mm-hmm. out a little bit more here and there, but, uh, that was your second Pucifer poster, right? Yeah. Yeah. I did one. I forget how many years ago, but that would be uh, my second one that you saw. The first one I think was in, I've, I've done research, but uh, 2016, you did uh, one of the luchador wrestlers and had a bunch of cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a shit yeah, ton the, of cats. Uh, <laughs> uh, cats with little horns on them, right? Yeah. 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 And, mm-hmm. re- and red eyes. Um, yeah. So with the newest Pucifer one, uh, it was very popular. I don't know how the reception was on your end, but, you know, from my end where, you know, I talked to collectors and am a collector myself, that that was like one of the most sought after of this tour. Can you kind of go through your first initial concept? Uh, the concept for that one was based on the whole men in black sort of theme um, of like the 
you know, those, the black suits and, and, uh, you know, the aliens and just trying to get that vibe going. But, you know, I, I felt if that was the, the look that everyone else was going to be going towards, I wanted to do something a little bit different and kind of focus more on the, the alien part and also tying, going back to that luchador theme, even though, you know, I'm, I'm sure they, they, they've moved past that right now. Um, I want to kind of bring it into this look sort of like a, a transition. Uh, so that's where the, the outside of the luchador breaking open and, yeah. and then showing this, this uh, little cool alien guy in there Do with the uh, suitcase and from uh, the suitcase from like one of the videos. And, um, do you, do you remember mm-hmm. like when you're like, I know what I'm going to do. Do you remember that like spark moment? No, not specifically. I usually do a few, at, at least a few different sketches, um, just to see what sparks my interest. I think that's, that's the, the starting point of, of most of these is usually I'll, I'll start with a few words like written down, just ideas, concepts that, that I'm thinking about. And then if any of those, um, spark my interest, I'll, I'll take it to paper and I sketch it out. And sometimes it's just like, wow, that is not going to work <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, but other times it's like, okay, yeah, let's, let's keep going with this. And yeah, I'm not exactly sure when I was like, okay, let's, that, that's going to work. It could have been just the, the words. It could have been a sketch. Did you, uh, do multiple sketches? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I most likely did at least two to three sketches recently. I've been doing a, a few more just because I've, I've been trying to push Martin and well, I, I'm always trying to push it, but I'm, I'm, I've been trying to try different looks and, and styles and just try to get away from specific things I've done in the past. I've, I've been doing posters for a while now and I don't ever want to become like a, a caricature of myself. So what does that, what does that look like when you are transitioning? Like, how do you notice you're like, okay, I've been doing this thing. Cause again, looking at your stuff and me not being an artist, I just see a bunch of cool shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, how do you, how do you change it up? Like what, what's the mindset? I think just trying different ways of going about solving the problem, whether it's a different composition, different colors. Um, I mean, there's, it's art. So there's a million different ways of doing the same exact thing. And I'm just doing, trying to do something that sparks again, my interest. If I'm not interested in it, I'm not going to do it. I want to be able to work on something that is like, okay, that's going to be a a cool problem to solve or uh, a new way for me to express uh, an emotion or or a feeling that I personally have. So yeah, a lot of times, uh, well, recently it's, it's, it's just, even just at the sketch phase, uh, I'll just be like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not happy yet. And I'll just keep going with it. And it's, it can be frustrating at times because, you know, I, I, we are on tight deadlines to get these done, but at the same time, I have that, you know, history in, in my career where I worked uh, doing t-shirts for like clothing companies and, sure. and those had, to, you know, way, way tighter deadlines. These deadlines for posters, they're a little bit more uh, uh, extended they're just like, by the nature of, of, of what they are. They're like months in advance usually, right? Yeah, most of them, not all of them. Um, but yeah, the, um, it's nice to, to have months in advance. But yeah, there's it's definitely not a day turnaround. Are t-shirts like a day turnaround sometimes? 
occasionally, yeah, yeah. When when you're working, well, when I was working in the merchandise industry, like you know, 15 years ago, 20 years, I don't know how how long it's been, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we would do multiple designs, like like graphic design in that sense is like really really fast. You're trying to do as as much uh, design work you can in the 20, you know, uh, a week for a presentation to a client. Oh, wow. So it's, it's much different. And, uh, I, I, <laughs> I really enjoy posters much better actually. And you've been doing posters since like 2009, right? Yeah. Right around there. I, I've done like uh, a few smaller, uh, projects, um, but not like full on like Pearl Jam or anything like that. So 2009 was when uh, I did my first Pearl Jam print and that just opened up so many doors. And I, again, I read that um, it was just from knowing other artists and they just kind of put your name out there. Right. And what Pearl Jam was like, we'll take it. Right. I, I'm, I'm guessing. Not for me specifically. Uh, my, I re- actually remember telling somebody that I was working for um, or working with because um, I was a freelancer at the time. Um, I told them that I was looking to get into print. Uh, I just let, made that note just in case anything ever came up. I wasn't not expecting Pearl Jam. I was not expecting much really, but you know, I kind of, whenever I, I want to do something, I kind of like put out, I put it out into the world and, and kind of see, Hey, you know, if you know anybody that's doing this, I do the let them thing. know that I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and thankfully, I mean, job that came through was i mean was pearl jam and that was just insane so uh kind of back to the pusover poster um aliens so i recently had brian ewing on um who's a fan of yours yeah. i don't know if you know of him uh, i'm a big fan of his too he's a good guy i, I don't know yeah. how intertwined <laughs> this is a question i have later but um he said that you were the best uh alien artist out there <laughs> that's very kind i don't know if that's true but <laughs> I, I mean i'm hard pressed to disagree especially with that poster uh, what really stands out to me i guess what i've seen you know with your art is your use of like pinks like neon pinks greens um, i'm sure you get this a lot these very bright colors i don't see in a whole lot of other posters obviously it's intentional but i'm, I'm just curious uh, if there's thought behind that or if it's like has to do with black light or, you know, just being more interactive with the poster. No, I think it's just the colors that are calling me right now. I, not all of my posters have sure. always used uh, uh, those types of colors right now. I am using a lot of fluorescent colors, uh, brighter colors, um, just because I'm, I'm actually in a different part of my career where I'm more com- I'm comfortable mixing specific colors um to achieve a, a desired outcome whereas in the past uh i may have been a little bit more conservative with my palette and but i i also was going for a different look at the time so um it's just where i'm at right now um but sure. yeah I, i'm using a lot of bright colors i i know a lot of people do like the black light kind of look and uh it does look, those fluorescent colors do look great yeah <laughs> So I read somewhere that uh, it had like a list of things you enjoy. And the one thing that stood out uh, was you enjoy absurdity, it said. I'm just curious on if that is completely out of context, if it's too old for you to remember. But it's a question I feel like I have to ask because 
with artists, it seems like um, absurdity is the norm. You know, you, you get alien, you get to, you know, imagine these crazy aliens, animals, these space figures, monsters, demons, angels. You know what I'm saying? You guys just get to dabble and create these things. I'm just trying to figure out what what would be absurd to to somebody with an imagination so vivid. <laughs> I enjoy absurdity in everywhere. I think I, for me, it's just a, a much even bigger philosophy than than art in my life just everything around me um i try to not take too personally and um just because i am sort of like a fan of like camus and his philosophy on absurdity and the life not really meaning much other than you know potentially what you make it and that's you know uh one viewpoint and it's a viewpoint that I enjoy. So, um, yeah, it, it bleeds into all aspects of my life, not outside art, just, uh, um, so whether it's comedy or, or different types of art, um, even just the way you live your life, you know, what you do with it and how you enjoy your time outside of regular, whether it's a nine to five or, uh, yeah, because somebody might think a nine to five, a nine to five might be absurd. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and for me, it's just trying to figure out a way to enjoy life knowing this. And that's, that can be a challenge at times. Um, but you know, I just keep going and, and, uh, it's art is definitely one of those ways is, is just using my time, creating things that I feel connect other people. Like my, my career in the past has been, you know, I've had, political aspects to it when the the landscape wasn't what it is today. And nowadays I'm just in a different mindset where I, I'm creating more, you know, a lot more port, uh, uh, tour posters that um, kind of bring people together in a good way, uh, as opposed to uh, the more of the political stuff in the past that may have, Cause divisiveness yeah. and, and okay. I'm not really sure if, if it really made any difference. You know, I don't disagree with you. Um, like for example, I know you, you, you did that, uh, Obama piece of art, right. Um, yeah. which was on like, uh, bus stops and, uh, it was, yeah. it, it was all over the place, right. Was it national? Uh, I believe that was in, in a lot of it was like in Pennsylvania and one of the uh, major battlegrounds. I yeah. I actually campaigned uh, for him during that tour. I mean, during that uh, era. So, I yeah. mean, again, I, I can understand being in that place at that time. And now it's like I don't even watch the news at all. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> give a goddamn what any politician is doing. But I Yeah, mean, what, a, what a big change, right? I mean, I mean I, you know what I think it has to do with? And we may or may not leave this in, but, like, I was really big into, like, that movie Zeitgeist and... You know, you're coming out of the Bush era where it was like conspiracies meant something. It was all new. You were like learning about 9-11, blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. it just kind of was like, well, I guess nothing's ever going to happen. <laughs> so you just kind of get delusioned, I get disillusioned, I guess. And then it's like, oh, I'm just going to do what I like. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was a it, different time for sure. Um, I, I've, I'm not sure if staying away from doing that kind of art is a positive thing. Uh in general, but for me, I, I just had to take a step back and kind of like um, reorganize myself. And you know, I'm, I'm 
I always say I'm like, I'm, I'm still may get back into that type of artwork in the future. Um, but right now I just, it's not calling to me in the same way as it was. So coming, uh, this is coming from a guy who, you know, doesn't make his own original art. I'm just curious on how impactful a piece of art could be in, in that format. Like what, what, I guess, what is the metric to see what you're doing? I don't know. I think for me, it was more of a what how it made me feel as a person, because it does take, you know, uh, something from the artist to want to say something. And if you're not saying it, well, then it's going to it's going to weigh on you. Um, right now, it's not weighing on me. I think there's gotcha. so much out there in the world and, and so many things being said that if I was to say something in, in, in that aspect, then it it just feels like it, it would be a, a, a drop of water in an ocean right now. Yeah, and I, it's not worth my time. Yeah, and and, yeah. There, and I, I feel like I'd rather use my time right now um, as, you know, just recently, not recently, but during the last few years, I guess. And now I, I feel like I'd rather focus my time on um, cool shit. just creating... <laughs> fun stuff that that yeah that that's um a little bit more hopeful i guess and, and uh unifying and and fun and yeah all that so uh switch gear switch back gears a little bit um mm-hmm. i feel like i didn't answer this question with the pusiver poster you did a uh what is it the horizontal view one right uh as opposed to vertical like 18 correct like yours is 18 uh-huh. by 24 um, yeah it's still 18 by 24 yeah, but, just, but it's uh, Horizontally. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. When trying to figure out your composition, I guess, because uh, that's the most interesting part to me, like, is trying to figure out how artists go, okay, I'm, this is how big I want this head to be in the background that's going to split open. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm very curious on setting up compositions uh, and I guess just the origin, because, you know, you're probably the 25th artist I've talked to. And nobody can really pinpoint like how they how they decide something when it comes to like a piece of art. I feel like they all just say, hey, it just kind of comes out. I think it's uh, most of it, most of the time is, is personal preference for in general. But for me personally, uh, I, I have certain little rules that that I know that are more aesthetically pleasing than others. Um, and then there are things that I've just picked up along the way of, of creating so many pieces over and over and over. And eventually you just kind of see, it's like, okay, if I, you know, put this, this close here, um, versus giving it a little more space, it's going to look better. Um, it's going to come across better. It might print better. Um, also whether it's, uh, silhouettes of, of characters and silhouettes of, 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 uh, different items within the, the print, if it's not clear, if it's not um, clear to the viewer, it's, it, they're not going to appreciate it in the same way. A lot of it is, yeah, it's a lot of little tips, uh, tricks and, and um, just, experience. just learning about how, how people experience artwork sure. and how they, how, they, how they take it in that if you kind of study that, then um, you could use that to your to your benefit to to express yourself. It's kind of like learning an alphabet or, or 
you know, any type of, of skill that is transferable to communicating with other people. If you really study it, then it, it, it makes your job a lot easier. You know, if you get the larger your vocabulary, sure, then sure, sure. The, the, the better the storytelling. Do you remember like the first tip somebody gave you where you're like, oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually do. Yeah. Um, so my dad, I, I guess he did artwork in like high school before he ever uh, met my mom. And um, he never did uh, anything with it professionally. But I know that he did, you know, draw and, and take some classes. And um, when I was, I don't know, I must have been really young, like like four or five around there. I remember him at the kitchen table showing me the difference between just an outline of a of a circle or a sphere versus a sphere that has shading with light and shadow and a cast shadow and that kind of thing. And that, and that was like one of the first ways that I remember somebody teaching me a, a skill, like, like what you're asking. Yeah. Um, that's, that's pretty awesome. And especially cause it's from your dad. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and it, speaking of family, I hear your mom also paints. Yeah, she does. She's, she's a, uh, she has a, a very nice, uh, portraitures. Um, she takes a lot of online classes nice. and, and she's she's part of this uh, YouTube generation of artists that have just become amazing artists just just taking online classes. She's done some classes in person as well. Sure. Um, but she's constantly, you know, in, in groups on Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, she enjoys all that. Um, she she was a, a police dispatcher for many, many years. And uh, this is a, a very nice, uh, you know, change of a pace for her so yeah she enjoys it is she still doing dispatch no she's retired now oh nice yeah, <laughs> good for her just retired yeah. last last year uh back to the poos for poster are there, are there are there hidden things i haven't seen in or caught yet you know or, or that others haven't pointed out uh i don't know what people have pointed out um specifically but um i mean do you think there's I, anything I, you'd I enjoy out? the, yeah, there's the, the little bathing suit that's yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. <laughs> inspired by something. I won't say what, but why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, because if you know, you know, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Now I don't, now I don't feel like I know. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me when we're not recording? <laughs> uh, no, it's just a character that, that I remember seeing that character in, in one of those. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd be hilarious to put, a little alien in one of those uh what i really like about this poster is i you think at first the alien is like oh he must be super small because he's coming out of the head of this uh luchador but then you find yeah. the like little poos for people with guns and you're like oh, yeah. shit this must be a freaking huge giant luchador <laughs> and this alien is like triple their size these are some massive things um I just really like that. I, it reminds me of like, uh, I'm a comic book fan. It reminds me of uh, like Galactus, like a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like a large luchador Galactus. <laughs> right. Like an old, one of the old gods. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's one of the, those tools I was talking about as far as, you know, making it interesting. If everything was the same size, it, it just wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't have the same impact, you know, but it, playing with size, playing with color, Whatever it is to make it interesting. That, that's what uh, I, I feel brings a piece to life. 
Um, now how I, I, with talking to other artists, some artists don't care for like different papers. Are you a foil fan? Uh, do you not like foil? Do you not care about foil? Um, what, what are your I, thoughts I, on, on different papers? I enjoy foils because they're a, a way of creating something new, something random with not, not random, but, uh, unintentional, maybe the unintentional. Yeah. Leaving it open for, for, you know, serendipity to come through. And, uh, I mean, if we didn't have those foils, everything would be on white paper and it'd be kind of, I don't know, a little bit less interesting for, for the fans. I think, I think the fans are, are the ones that we're trying to impress here. Right. I mean, <laughs> somewhat. It's, um, I feel like it's a love hate relationship with fans. Like you want to, oh, no, 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 you no. want to please them, but they're also like very demanding. <laughs> no, no, no. For me, I, I appreciate the fans because without them, I mean, I wouldn't be doing this. Uh, um, Agreed. I, I, I take, I take what they, what they're looking for, what I think they're looking for pretty, pretty to heart um, because I don't want to give them something that, that is just going to turn them off and turn them off to the artwork or turn them off to that, to the, the show that's, that's coming up, you know, cause they see it at the show and I want them to be pumped and, and be like, wow, that, that's a, that was a cool show, cool poster, everything from all the episodes I've done, I would say a little more than half people that are doing gig posters were really big into graffiti at one point in their lives. Um, mm -hmm. just curious on you, if you have, uh, any theories on why that is and, and how does it translate to poster art specifically? I think it, we're, we're just a product of, of our times. I think those are, that was the art that was accessible to the, kids growing up during, you know, a certain time period, it wasn't uh, reading comic books as much as it was painting on walls, maybe, you know, for a lot of uh, people that, and it was, uh, yeah, part of the culture as well when, when, with hip hop coming into the, the scene and, you know, it being one of the, the main, you know, tenets of, of hip hop. Um, I think, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a good, introduction to art whether it moved into fine art or posters or whatever it is it was kind of yeah it was definitely a introduction for a lot of artists do you do you think uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, being really good at typography <laughs> and perspectives because you it seems like graffiti artists have to not have to but they all usually are really good at typography and then just like force perspectives like i'm gonna do this big flashy thing really quick uh, I, I, I tend to think that your artists aren't specifically good at certain things. I think that fair. You, whatever you, you practice, you're going to get good at and within graffiti and, and, and I don't even want to say that, that I was any good at it cause sure. I, I wasn't, okay. um, <laughs> at all. Um, my, my background in it is, is very, um, it's, it's not as much as other people. That's for sure. Well, thank you for being honest. Um, yeah. Um, but as far as, you know, what I know is like within the community, you're, you're going to want to be pushed to do good lettering. Um, if not, then it's looked down upon. It's, it's not, it's, it's crap lettering. It's like, nobody's <laughs> going to like your, your style. Nobody's going to want to, you know, 
be associated with you <laughs> within that, that, that community. So, um, but the other aspect that you're talking about, the, the perspective and all that, yeah, that, that's one way to get your, your, get known as well. I mean, if you could do all that, then I mean that you're going to stand out. So yeah, I don't know if, if everyone has the same exact skills. Like I was really never into typography at the time. I, sure. I just wasn't. Um, I was more into the character base, sure. you know, type, type drawings. And, um, did you have a specific tag? I, I did, but <laughs> not one that I would like to share, Fair but enough. yeah, it wasn't yeah, monk one. <laughs> it was not monk one. Correct. Um, <laughs> Uh, so you worked at giant, I heard or read the t-shirt company. Yeah, that was one of the companies that I worked for, um, giant merchandising. They were in commerce. I hey. worked for them, uh, in the nineties uh, or late nineties. Yeah. Cause that in the late nineties, like if you didn't have like, at least in my middle school, if you didn't have like some type of giant band t-shirt, uh, you were not cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, yeah, they, they, they did so many, uh, tour tour shirts and, and all the bands from around that time, you know, they were going through there. It was cool because I actually did see a lot of bands at the time just walking through the halls and, uh, we got to meet them. And what was, was your, cool. uh, for like maybe most memorable, uh, starstruck moment, if you even get starstruck or we we're just like, God damn. <laughs> uh, you know, it was just, I don't know if I was like, God damn, but I remember it, it sticking in my mind was just like Marilyn Manson. Like at the time, I was just like, "Oh, is that is that how he usually is? Is that like what's?" Was he it was just like weird to see him outside of like a MTV, you know? Did he just <laughs> have like of, plain face? Yeah, yeah. Did he have it, eyebrows? But, uh, Do you remember if he had eyebrows? Because I don't think he has eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had one eyebrow at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you have a favorite shirt from back in the day? From back in those days? Uh. Oh man, I had a, a, a Deftones tee that I would wear just so many years. It was, it was like just simple, just just like their their logo, like the white uh, pony like one. yellow. Yeah, it wasn't a white pony one. Uh, it was it was a like a collegiate type. Yeah, <laughs> Deftones in, in yellow letters and yeah, just very basic. But I love that shirt. Yeah, I'm a huge huge Deftones fan. Um, I don't, you can't tell right here, but I got like the their adrenaline cat tattooed on. The oh, okay. Uh, huge Deftones fan. I'm I'm a little upset they don't do more posters. Um. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd like to do one eventually if they if they do start doing more they, posters. They need to get on it, um, right? Because uh, I've read you know you you do a little word to mouth or a lot of word to mouth, but sometimes you'll reach out to artists. Um, have they were they one have you reached out to yet, or have they any any? I'm nibbles? sure I have. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, I'm sure I have over did, the years. How does that work when you, uh, like, how do you go about finding them or like, do you like hit up merch managers or like, what's the, uh, any way possible, <laughs> <laughs> whatever works. Right. I, I, I don't care. Whatever works. I'll, I'll uh, right, then if, if, I, if somebody says like, oh yeah, I was doing this with, with the band and they're like, nobody like really that has access. I'll be like, well, if anything comes up, <laughs> I want to do posters. Just let them know. What, uh, do you have like, um, a scenario in which you were, you were like, I can't believe that worked. <laughs> um, I, I can't say for who, but recently I, I was like on Facebook and I saw somebody working with somebody that I would like to, um, do a poster for. 
So I contacted them and just let them know, hey, if anything ever comes up. And they answered me. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to send your <laughs> info along. I'm like, oh, crap. Uh, nice. If I if I guess it right, will you say yes? <laughs> uh, you'll never guess. Damn. <laughs> you won't. Damn. Is, is it radio all day? <laughs> we'd be here all day oh fair enough yeah it could, be, it could be just because i'm not i'm not uh tied to a certain genre or nah, i was gonna any, guess hip-hop any, stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah just um whoever I, I i find interesting at the time and i think would be a cool uh poster to work on yeah well, I'll, I'll hit him up i'm guessing it was megan the stallion <laughs> that would be my first and last guess Talk about, uh, if you can, Juxtapose Magazine. Is that still around? Yeah, they're still around. Yeah, you still, they, they, uh, you still they put out stuff? their magazines monthly, I believe. Do you do, still I'm do sorry? stuff with them? No, no, I haven't done anything with them for, for a bit. I, I um, was doing editorial uh, art for the magazine. And, um, I think it started in 2013, So that around there. That leads to my question is what... Explain to me what editorial art is and like how, how that works. Editorial illustration is, um, well, it was for the editorial specifically. So they're usually, it's usually like, a uh, somebody's like an opinion piece, I guess, uh, within the magazine. And at the time they were doing those, I'm not sure if they're still doing them. Um, but it's, it's just, uh, illustration that goes along with whatever the, um, the opinion pieces. And at the, at that time, uh, it was a lot of politics and things like that. So how you try to capture, you know, what somebody writes, maybe I get, maybe it's the same way you try to do it with music into, you know, a drawing or what's the thought? Behind well, that? the, what made that a little bit more difficult was that I didn't know exactly what the writing was going to be at the time. I, we okay. had sort of uh prompt, like what the, um, the, the overall theme would be. And, also, it was difficult because there were um, current events that were in flux at the time as well. And the magazine is printed way before it's released. Um, or or the, the artwork needs to be turned in way before the magazine is printed and then released. Sure. So it, it's kind of – I find that um, illustration for, for magazines in that uh, way – is a little bit more difficult than a, a tour print because you kind of have to stay, you kind of have to guess like what's going on with the situation with very little information. Cause it may be unfolding mm-hmm. at the time and creating a, a piece of art that says something, but at the same time, it's like, okay, am I saying the right thing? What, what is, do I, am I taking the right stance <laughs> on this uh, event that is unfolding? It's like, I could be wrong. I don't know. Like, um, so I, I really had to, at the time, it takes more. Uh, <laughs> it takes more looking into the the, the problem than I actually, and I think I enjoyed. I, it wasn't as enjoyable as as a, a tour poster. I would say. Fair enough. So you do fine art stuff as well, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. I have a kind of a long question when it comes to that. What is the difference in attack from fine art to gig posters, and then the other? attached question is you know what challenges are there with fine art that may not be there with gig posters and vice versa well i've i've sort of moved away from fine art i'm not doing as much these days 
Um, I've, I've really been focusing on the, the tour posters for the last few years. Um, but I, you know, I still dabble in, in smaller pieces here and there. Um, but the, the way that I go about it is not that different. Um, except there isn't a, a prompt, you know, there is no band that I'm promoting. There is no, uh, date or venue or any of that. So it's really, it's, it's more personal. It's way more personal. It, 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 it's, it's like, why am I going to stop doing band posters to paint something? I, I better be saying something. I better have a feeling that I want to express. So it's more, yeah, it's, it's way more personal, I would say. Great answer. <laughs> Is there a lot of competition between gig poster artists? Cause it seems like it's a, I don't want to say it's a, a small community, but definitely seems like a tight knit community, the artists themselves. I'm just curious if there's like a lot of competition. Oh no. I, I talk with, with a, a few different artists. Certainly. Um, it's, it's more of a, a community. I would say it's more, uh, supportive. It's not, it, it's not coming from the same, uh, place as like graffiti. It's not, it's it, graffiti is like, I'm going to destroy you with my artwork. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, kill this wall. It's, it's, it's more, it, it's, it's aggressive in a different way. Not, not better, better or worse. It's just different. And, and, uh, for, for posters, um, it's, like I said, it's, it's more positive and you're, you're trying to capture a, a feeling of, of what the show is like. And the show is, is a, is a communal experience. It, it's very tribal in a sense. Um, it's uh it's a celebration um so um i i feel like if anything we just have well if anything i have a lot of respect and and admiration for a lot of the artists that, that i've i get to talk to and 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 see their work and it is just be inspired by as well you know but there, um there's not that like one guy that everybody knows that sends like look what i did like <laughs> like I feel like there's well, gotta be a, me. I feel like there's gotta be like that one guy because even in the community no, I don't that know. I am there's definitely a handful of dudes that are like you ain't got this <laughs> you didn't get to do this but we're still friends you know there's it's like friendly competition I guess yeah friend, friendly rivalry I don't know maybe maybe uh, I haven't ex- I haven't personally experienced that but yeah you're probably right <laughs> there's gotta be one guy right right um so speaking of <laughs> or or girl right or girl there's fair. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Speaking of community, you recently went to that San Francisco poster convention, correct? Yeah. Yeah. We just, I just got back actually. I was still unpacking um, TRPS out yeah, in yeah. San Francisco. Uh, do you yeah, mind, that's, a, that's a great show. Do you mind mm-hmm. kind of touching on that? How was that? Like, what is your history with them? And uh, so, because yeah, I feel like you've been doing it since like 2012 or something like that, or even before. No, 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 not that one. Um, so, uh, Martin Hone, he's the the president. He contacted me uh, right before, oh, in 2019. So it was the last one right before the pandemic, and that was actually my my first one uh, that that uh, I went to, and I enjoyed it so much. It was it was such a great show. It's a lot of uh, history there because a lot of the, the artists um, from the 60s are out there with their posters, um, and you you have just 
all these different artists selling their, their posters to actual collectors. The collectors out there are there specifically for concert posters. It's yeah. not like a, a, a one of these bigger shows, which which are great, but you you may not you may get people that have no idea of what it is that you're selling or the the history and the um, you're talking like the cons. reason why they're well, yeah yeah um, so this one is like it's a nonprofit the TRPS the the Rock Poster Society and their goal is to just uh, inform. From what I understand, their goal is one of their goals is to inform the public about you know the history of, of rock posters, why they're important, um, and creating a, a really cool community around it all. And I feel they're 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 doing a great job at, at doing that, and I feel really welcome there. Every um, th- this was my second time that I went, and it was cool for to see uh, these newer artists like uh, Zeb Love and uh, a few others that you know, are, are being welcomed into the fold as well. Um, and along with these, I, I was there like with Stanley mouse, like talking to him and I was just like, dude, this is insane. Like <laughs> Emic is right across from me. Right. You know, Emic is, is yeah. in his amazing artwork. And, um, it's just like the, a, a really cool room to be in. Um, how do you choose what to bring to something like that? Uh, is it just what you think might sell or, uh, like, is there yeah. stuff you hold back? No, no, I don't. No, I wouldn't hold anything back. Uh, but it, I am trying to figure out what the um, customers would look for, and and uh, also it, it's a little bit easier to take eighteen by twenty fours than twelve by thirty sixes. So the long ones I do leave back just because of transportation. Um, but outside of that, no, I'm, I'm trying to find cool stuff that I think people would like and are looking for, and. Um, did you, they'll be excited to see. Did you bring any of your Pusifer ones there? I did. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There, there was a few that, that we had, uh, we, sometimes we'll hold back a few just for shows like that. Are they all um, gone? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to check the, the folder, but probably not. We might have to talk after this. <laughs> <laughs> so at those kinds of conventions, when interacting in the fans, with the fans, do you ever do like remarks or any, anything like that? Um, you know, people ask me to do, they call them doodles yeah. on, on the print. And I'm, to be, I mean, to be honest, it's, I'm not the biggest fan of, of doing it. Um, just because the artwork is done. It's, it's finished. You've done and it. <laughs> it's, I, I, I want to present it the way it is. And, and, uh, also it's like, if, if it's specific to one person, I kind of wonder if the, if the value on that is, is diminished in any way, um, for, you know, in the future, if it's, I don't, I don't know how that would affect All right, you so, know, the, the longevity of it. So this is a good question. Then I've made it a point to try to get something from each artist. Right. Um, okay. and to be a little bit more like, Hey, I'm not trying to resell it. I always ask like, Hey, can you just sign it to the podcast now? Mm-hmm. You're the way that you've just um, explained this to me. You would want to not personalize it so that it would retain value. Yeah, yeah, but that's, I know that's not everyone's goal. At, at sure, the same time. no, agreed. And and I, I think it was just a little surprising to me because I feel like it would be more comfortable for an artist to want to do business with you, somebody like me, if they knew I wasn't going to resell their shit. Yeah, you know. I 
maybe coming from a different place where I have more, I have sort of a fine art background where I've seen what the end goal is for a lot of these uh, collectors. And, and a lot of it is longevity. Like, would it be the same if, you know, you saw prints in, in uh, like a, a museum and by Picasso and it was made out to Bob or something? <laughs> to I, I Bob don't know. From Picasso. Yeah. Sp- spiral out. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, so, so that's just where I'm coming from. No, it's, um, I, some artists, yeah, they may be more comfortable knowing that it's not going to be resold. I don't have a, a lot of issue with, with the resellers though. Uh, why yeah. do you think that is? Are you, you just personally don't have a problem with it or you don't see the problem? Oh no, I personally don't have a problem with, uh, the idea of, and the whole ecosystem uh, that they are part of um because it is an ecosystem it's for sure part of raising raising the value of the prints and and to see my prints going for large large amounts is like that's great you know uh, that's what a lot of artists have always you know wanted from their artwork but they didn't live long enough to see it for sure because i i've definitely heard other artists go they're a little i i don't want to say bitter maybe slightly and i mean very slightly resentful that you know they sell poster for 120 bucks and then somebody else is selling it for 500 bucks you know no uh, i don't see it as a negative i feel like if if somebody sees like if a client or a band sees that my posters are going for a certain amount they're they might be more likely to hire me because they'll be like wow that that those are yeah those are sought after sure let's hire this guy yeah let's hire him again and again and again (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) No, that's a, I didn't think of it that way. So I appreciate because I I think I got stuck into the the like all the, you know, it's, I guess, a a slight against the artist. Like they're not getting all the money. So that's wrong. That's, that's, that's true. I mean, there is truth to that. I I hear that. Um, But I I wouldn't get it in that way either way. If I, if I sold my prints at that price, I would sell like what? One, two. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it'd be the same as, as fine art, a fine art piece. Where uh, if I paint one fine art piece, it's like okay, I'm going to sell one piece for a large amount, but that's it. Like uh, now, I got to sell prints, right? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Have you sold like really expensive fine art before? Like, I have. Yeah. Uh, how's that? Like, is that a strange feeling to like see some? Uh, it's actually a two-part question. One. How is it seeing like your art around the world? First of all, like I was, I'm sure you've seen it like randomly, like oh shit, I did that, like on yeah. a album, or yeah. you know your Obama billboard, and same thing with like a fine art print where it's like wow, I made this in my garage or my living room and it's selling for forty thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. It's great. <laughs> I mean, it's great, right? Yeah, it's gotta be a little um, surreal, right? You're like, oh, shit. I remember. There, I was watching Family Guy when I did that eyeball or whatever. You know? it, it's great because it it, it doesn't always happen. It, it's kind of like a, a it, it is a gamble. You know, whenever you whenever I create something, there, there's no certainty that it's going to sell. That it's going to sell for that price. You know, I've, I've painted and, and drawn things that I thought were amazing and going to do really well, and it turns out nobody wants it. <laughs> um, hmm. So it, 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 it could swing both ways. And whenever it is going your way, I, I feel like all I could do is just be appreciative and ride the wave. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
follow up. Is there a piece of art or poster that you've done where you're like, this is garbage, but it just went like skyrocketed or, or maybe not garbage where you're like, ah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe not, a, not as much effort and, or you were just like not happy with it, but it ended up exploding. Not so much with, uh, tour posters i think more um during my time working for like merchandise companies where like i said the the turnaround time is much much quicker and there is really no time to kind of like maybe even finalize something to to where you're where i would be happy with it and the thing is with with that kind of stuff you're doing so many eventually you're gonna have a hit and you don't you won't even know why it was just be like, what that, <laughs> but I, I spent way more time on this and, and, uh, yeah. So not, not prints for prints. Uh, I'm all, one of the reasons that I got into it is because I, I, I wanted that extra time, that extra time to, to give it a hundred percent. And so each job that I get, I'm giving it 110% for sure. Uh, so you did the, Blink-182 20-year and 30-year poster, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't the only one that did a 20-year. No. I think there, there was uh, I, I think there, there was, was like more. 10, right? That did the 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, like Amic did one. And, but so what do you think about the new Blink reunion? I feel like you're a fan. You, you must be on some level. You're kind of my age I, in that era. I, I think it's dope. I hey. think, yeah. Like, uh, super happy for the, the fans seem happy. Everyone's like excited. Um I think it's, I've always, I mean, just like, you know, they are very appreciative of, of the last guy being there, but I didn't think that the sound was the same without all three of them together. Uh, I, I always felt like you needed, you know, like peanut butter and jelly. You just yep. need the, the, the different, the, the salty and the sweet to yeah, go together to make that, that special thing. Yeah. It was like peanut butter and Nutella still good, but not the same. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is funny. Not, not like, quite. I've gotten an argument with my lady. She, she, one of her most favorite bands is the, uh, Alkaline Trio. Yeah. Alkaline Trio. So she's like a huge Alkaline Trio fan. And I was like, you know, I understand you like them, but it's not, uh -huh. it's not the same. And <laughs> when they did the reunion, I was like, told you we're getting tickets. <laughs> and uh, she's, she's like, well, what's going to happen to him? I don't care. <laughs> I'm sure he can play backup guitar somewhere. I, I respect no. any musician. But, yeah, yeah, no, they handle it so well. I don't know if you saw their their Instagram posts to each no. other, but they were so classy about it. Like, oh, I like didn't Tom see it. Just, just yeah, he he just uh, Tom said some really nice stuff about the other guy, and the other guy came back with, with just you know really classy, classy words. I, I would check it out. I I will, I will check it out. All right, I'm gonna switch uh, a little bit of gears. Um, kind of going back to uh, like artistic theory or or style, how conscious were you w about creating your own style or was it something that just happened naturally? Like, did you take steps to, to do certain things or is it just kind of naturally happen? I feel like I've been doing it for so long and kind of trying to figure that out that, I don't, I don't even know if I've, I've have a, a specific style to my work. If, if you look at it, it, no, it, it, it kind of, uh, changes, yeah. uh, from, from one piece to the next, depending on what it is that I'm trying to achieve. 
Um, so yeah, it's, I think it more, I'm more conscious of not having a style than it is than having one. Gotcha. Um, because that is something that comes up in a lot of conversations as to like, what, what is that artist style? I was like, I don't it's know. A weird I, I don't know. It's a weird yeah, question. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, again, coming from, again, somebody who's, you know, not artistically talented, which I'm trying to get into it. But nonetheless, it's like, it's like asking a chef, like, you know, what's your favorite food? You're like, I don't know. It's, it's all food. <laughs> it's, it's, it depends yeah, on how yeah, you make think- it. Cause I am a chef yeah. in, in my day to day life. Uh, okay. So uh, yeah. I get that question a lot. What's your favorite thing to cook? Mm-hmm. Anything that tastes good. <laughs> just yeah. Depends. Yeah. Like, I just want it to be a decent product at the end. Yeah. Um, I, I think there are people that, that can make that choice and kind of like stick to it. Um, maybe I just have uh, more difficulty kind of sticking to one specific style and, way of doing things I, I think my interest in art is is trying different things and trying different styles um so yeah i don't i don't know maybe one day it'll click <laughs> i hope so or maybe not i don't know maybe they, when it clicks <laughs> you'll be done i i hope you keep <laughs> trying and pushing um oh going back to, to foils um i don't know if i answered that question as far as foils um I love foils. The, the the different papers working sure. with the, the the foil guy um, that that creates the the different foils. You know, I, I kind of ask like, hey, what, what what do you have coming out? And I'll I'll kind of keep that in mind with with the pieces that I do work on sometimes. Do you as, is there as as, different colors and patterns? Is there a specific pattern you like more than another? I like crackle and which which is like a like a large kind of like chips of foil. Um, and then there's another one, like a, um, like a, like a large speckle. I like those. I, I, I like the, the really colorful ones. They're hard to, to work on, but I think it's a, they're cool papers. And if you're going to go with a interesting paper, might as well just go all out. That, that's what I like to do is kind of push, push things. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm, if I'm going to do it, I don't want to go too subtle if, if I'm, because the papers are expensive as yeah. well. Right. How many so. colors did you use on this Poos for one, this latest one? Because I know like six uh, is usually the max, but I feel yeah, like. Yeah, no, it, it, it's about six. Yeah, it's six. <laughs> it just seems like there's more when you look at it. You're like, there's got to be more than six here. <laughs> that, that's, again, that's that's going back to those uh, little tips and, and tricks that you, you pick up over the years of, of what goes next to each other. You know, you could have you know, six colors and make it really vibrant or six colors and your piece can be like, look like it's in black and white. Yeah. And I guess yeah. too, there's the, like on some level and I'm, I'm relatively, I'm learning about this too, but you know, depending on where you set your layers, you know, a uh, blue and a yellow can make a green, right? You could do that. Yeah. Yeah. You could definitely do that on that one. Uh, I think I have yellow going over a red to make that orange. Like when you do that, you kind of save on paying for more color. Oh yeah, um, you you do definitely save because I didn't have to pay for that orange, right? So that's saving some money for, yeah. for the client. Um, so there, but there's a way to go about it and, and try to get those those colors to be vibrant. But if you start overlaying multiple colors, um, you can kind of get muddy. Mm-hmm. So I try not to do it too much. 
um, because I, at least right now, um, in the future, I'm, you know, I may just go for a really muddy look. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Um, I have two different projects I'd like to talk to you about. First one was, okay. is the George A. Romero. He's obviously not with us anymore, but you yes. got to do uh, a Night of the Living Dead one. And you also got to do like his self-portrait, right? Um, or his, yeah, like you got to do him as a zombie. Uh, yeah. Did you get to meet him? Like, how was that interaction? Uh, uh, no, it was through a company. Um, I'm blanking on their name right now. Fright Rags. That's who it is. Fright Rags. And they contacted me about the, the job and they knew at the time I was doing a lot of zombies. Zombies were uh, big at the time and I was doing a ton of them. <laughs> uh, I got pretty uh, good at it as far as, you know, what people thought. So um, they contacted, I, I couldn't believe it, George, you know, Romero. I mean, that's yeah. Cause I, I read the originator that, right there. Yeah. he. I, I, I read somewhere that he signed off or something like on the poster or, like gave oh, yeah, a thumbs yeah. up or something. Well, no, I think he he I think he asked for for the project, whatever the okay. project. Uh, yeah, he I think he was part of, he was partly part of the commission. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I was just I, I'm obviously a huge zombie fan and I'm I'm a big movie guy. So I uh, did do another print with uh, the you know that little girl from like the the very first George Romero one, the um, Night of the Living. Yeah, yeah, Night of the Living Dead. The, the little girl that like gets up and like gets her, her parents with the little axe or, or not an axe. Uh, it was like a, a flower. Yeah. Um, I, I know. <laughs> it's the skinnier one, right? The, it's like a purplish color. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That yeah. one. So I have that one signed with that girl. That, oh, that nice. was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's one of the ones that I keep. I, I don't keep a lot of my, my prints that are signed, but that one I, I kept. All right, so then there leads to another question. What, what are the one? What are some of the ones you've kept of your own? Where you're uh, like, ah, this one was awesome. I'm gonna keep that. <laughs> Usually, they're 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 gifted ones. Like I have a, a Gary Clark Jr. that was signed and that was given to me. Uh, there's a Blink One A Two that was signed. Uh, that one was on my daughter's birthday. Um, that they they uh, signed that print, so I kept that one. Uh, not very many, yeah. Hmm. Uh, what about the Tom Waits art? He's obviously a legend. That was for uh, an editorial. That was a uh, yeah part of the editorial for Juxtapose. Nice. That's Did they talk was. to him? Like, uh, is it is it strange well, drawing for the editor- real people? For the editorial, since it's editorial, that's a little bit different than uh, uh, contacting. Like, you, there's no, you don't need uh, permission. Gotcha. To, to do something like that because it is, uh, it's protected. You know, it's part of a, a an opinion piece, so it's it's uh, free speech. Sure. Yeah. So no no, yeah. no contact with him. Fair as enough. As Fair enough. <laughs> um. All right. Let's do it. If you could only do one post, or if you could only do a poster for one band, like if if you had to choose one band for the rest of your career to work with, what do you think you would? What band you would choose? Oh wow. Uh, hmm. For the rest of my career, like if you had to choose one band, you're like, all right, I'm going with these guys. <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot, but I like these. Yeah, I don't up. know if I can make that choice. That that'd be tough because, I mean, there's there's certain bands, but I don't know how long they're gonna be around. <laughs> and then there's other bands I really like, but I would be broke as fuck. I don't know. 
<laughs> all right. Uh, and I'm sure you get this question all the time, but, uh, you know, from all the interviews I've, I've read on you, um, you back from 2009 till now, they always ask you, like, who would you like to work with? And uh, I'm, I'm curious on, you know, if you've gotten to work with those so far and who's still left, like, that you still want to work with. Oh, yeah. There's always new people that, that I want to work with. Um, I've worked with so many so many bands that that yeah the list is is small um but um who's number one yeah or top three if that's easier yeah i i i tried to reach out to idol they're they're a band that i like they're from the uk and i really enjoy their sound childish gambino Uh, i'd like to work with with him donald glover's Um, awesome (laughs) yeah yeah a big fan. I mean, it's just a small list because how many posters do you do a year usually? Uh, I try to do at least one, at least one a month minimum. So uh, if I'm doing two to three a month, I, it's it's it's. Uh, I haven't really counted how many I do per year. On average, I would say at least you know twelve minimum. Gotcha. How often do you turn down jobs? Every week. I mean, uh, I used to, every week I will turn down something because I'm either already booked or the deadline's too tight or whatever it is. I just, it just doesn't work out because I do have consistent work. Sure. Uh, even outside of uh, posters, you know, I'm, I'm running different things um, with, uh, but see, the thing is I'm not turning it down and saying I'm not going to take it on. Um, I have, my company, Invisible Industries, and with that, we have a, like a design agency where I, I know other artists throughout the years. And so I think in 2011, I started Invisible Industries, 2000, maybe 19, 18, around there, I started uh, Kintsugi Media. And because I got kind of got tired of turning things down and just saying, sorry, I can't take it. And that's it. Um, I knew too many artists that were looking for work and, and yeah. doing, um, so you're just different trickling it, well. you're trickling it down. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, well, I, I can't personally do it, but I know somebody who can. So we, we, we keep that going. So if anyone is, is looking for art, I mean, and, and they still need, they're still going to need the project done. Right. So might as well give it to people that I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have any artistic rituals? Like before you start drawing or doing a project, do you like uh, thank the thank the paper or the pens or anything or like draw a big heptagram or, you know? Uh, I feel like my ritual is uh, procrastination by cleaning. By cleaning? <laughs> I got to clear out my space a little bit. Dude, I'm the exact um, same the way. Job. <laughs> I'm the exact same way. I'm like, I'm like, no, nah, I can't start that until I really uh, clean this desk over here. And Yeah. Um, no, the, the previous job, I kind of just clear out whatever ink I was done with and, and the, the paper and uh, whatever it is that, that I'm done with. I kind of just get it out of the way and, and start fresh. And just Yeah, just keep going. If you weren't an artist, what what job do you think you'd be doing? Uh, or what job would you like to have if you weren't, if you couldn't be an artist? I would like to be like a musician within within the music industry in, in some sense do you play already 
No, no. I, I, uh, but I used to like just dabble with like singing with sure. different, different bands. Were, uh, my friends. Were you, were you friends. singing like a Treyu and stuff? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. My voice is, is not that, that, uh, capable. You know, like, <laughs> Uh, yeah no <laughs> uh, my, my other actually had a band that that uh he, he would sing like that now he, he has a dope voice like he could nice. he could hang with those with those screams i cannot <laughs> um <laughs> what 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 has been your like craziest interaction with uh with a job where you're you may not be able to tell names but have you ever been requested to do something where you're like that's insane no <laughs> or that's insane yes Like something where I said no. Um, Either or, where where just the request itself was just like strange or odd. Strange or odd? No, I don't think. No, I think people are, are pretty conservative when it comes to putting something out. I think the artists are usually the ones that tend to push and sure. and kind of be like, "Hey, let's let's uh, do this," and and that's you know where it could potentially be reined in. Um, so then, for I'll, whatever reason, I'll switch it up then. Do you have a scenario in which you were like, I'm going ham on this one. And they were just uh-huh. like, relax, monk one. <laughs> uh, no, thankfully the people that I work with they're they are very open with um, what it is that I do and, and what it is that other artists do as well. And, that, and that's why I work with them. You know, they, sure. they're not going to be the ones to, to put the brakes on, on much. So no, um, I, I can't think of one where, where they said, no, that's, that's too much. I think a lot of times they're like, yeah, we know you're going to do a good job. Go ahead, do it. Okay. Um, last, uh, kind of last question. Mm-hmm. You've been doing this since 2009. How, can you explain to me like how you think the market has changed or like how poster community has changed since 2009 till now? Like maybe some trends you've seen or you know, just the difference in community and, and where do you think it may be going next? I feel like it's, it's waves of, of sales and artists coming in and, and it, it's just ups and downs, you know, every year is different. Um, from 2009 to now, the biggest difference would be the amount of, artists that are doing prints it feels like there's a lot more artists doing prints and, and there's a lot more bands doing prints um i feel like prints have really become one of the the major collectibles at, at events where they they weren't for a while they they were kind of just like there were there was a community behind it but it wasn't what it is today and uh, even at, at trps there was new people getting into it they're like this is my first show I, I have never collected one print, but I just started and now I'm all in, yeah. you know, it's so, um, it's nuts. yeah, it, it really is nuts. And with that, you know, with, with so much artwork coming out, I feel like there's a lot more expectation by the, by the customers and it's, it's a, a little bit more difficult to excite them, to get them, uh, uh, to be impressed by something <laughs> when there's really, there is a lot of great artwork out there. So 
so it, it's to their benefit. I think, I think uh, it makes the artist jobs a little bit more difficult, but maybe that's a good thing. Maybe we, we sure. got to keep, you know, pushing it and, and seeing what, what we can do. And, and there's, there's always artists out there like Emic and, you know, uh, Busta and all these, you know, guys that have, they've always pushed the, the boundaries of, of prints um, anyways. So it's going to happen. Sure. We're going to keep growing. And, and uh, yeah, I, I think we're in a sort of a renaissance of, of what uh, poster art is, is capable of doing right now. That's awesome. I really like your attitude towards it. It seems very positive. Uh, I, I really appreciate that, by the way. Oh, um, yeah, uh, you got to be. <laughs> if not, it's going to be. It, I mean, what I are you going to say? It's like uh, it, it's horrible. Yeah, the fans are, you know, well, uh, they're they're too picky right now. Or no, no, it, there, there's a upside to it. They're, they're always sure. There. And but I'm I guess not everybody is that. Um, op, I don't want to even say it's optimism. I just think it's like it's just how it is, and I'm gonna take it. Uh, like in a positive direction you know what i'm saying like oh okay yeah, yeah. Um, which i guess is what i've noticed over this conversation is just like it, whether it, it's difficult or not it seems like you're happy to be doing it oh definitely certainly certainly I'm, I'm 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 happy to be doing it because uh the alternative is not doing it i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah or you know a nine to five which may be absurd <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it it has come with its challenges, you know, throughout the years. It, it's being a, a post artist is is not a, it's not a, a paycheck that you can expect, you know, every two weeks. Sure, it it doesn't come with, you know, the benefits of a, of a regular nine to five. You got to deal with all that, you know, paying for our own insurance, paying for, you know, our own four hundred one k. There's there's no, nobody else chipping in and. Um, there, there are challenges to, to being a, a post artist, um, but then there's the benefits. You know, there's the, there's the, there's that peace of mind of, of doing what it is that you feel you should be doing. And uh, if you're not doing what you should be doing, then yeah, you should probably just stop and get that nine to five, right? <laughs> Agreed. Well, uh, <laughs> Monk One, Mister Monk, Mister One, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's my callback. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell everybody where they can find your stuff and yeah. where they can uh -huh. do the whole plug thing? Yeah. Um, so you could find my portfolio at monkone.com. Um, and you could find our shop at invisible-industries.com. And everything there, you know, there, there's all sorts of different projects. Um, you got the posters. You have some fine art prints. Um, all sorts of stuff on there and I hopefully will be at TRPS again whenever they invite me so I'm trying to go next um, year yeah and I try to do a, a couple other shows here on the west coast maybe one on the east coast next year so we'll see but thank you so much Christopher appreciate yeah. it yeah. well again thank you so much for coming on um, thank you alright take all care right. I'll talk to you later bye bye Spiral Out Podcast is produced by me, your host, Chris West, edited by me, researched by me. Uh, everything is pretty much just done by me. Uh, go to our website, spiraloutpod.podbean.com. 
Follow us on Instagram at spiral underscore out underscore pod. Facebook, Spiral Out Podcast. And again, if you want to see some of the images associated with this episode, click the link in the show notes and it'll take you there. Again, thank you for listening. Spiral Out. Pod dismissed. Wait, that's another show. <laughs>